bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming up on today's program, China's July industrial output and retail sales growth slowed. And the PBOC unexpectedly cut key policy rates for the second time in three months. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's economy continued a recovery trend, but it still faces challenges and pressures from weak demand and a complicated international environment, the National Bureau of Statistics said on Tuesday. Figures released by the NBS showed China's value-added industrial output, a gauge of activity in the manufacturing, mining and utility sectors, grew by 3.7% in July from a year earlier after a 4.4% rise in June. In the first seven months, industrial output grew 3.8%. Fixed asset investment in the first seven months continued to scale up with an increase of 3.4%, slower than the 3.8% jump during the first half, while investment in high-tech industries expanded 11.5% over the seven months. Specifically, investment into high-tech manufacturing and high-tech services sectors expanded 11.5% and 11.6% respectively. Investment in infrastructure construction increased 6.8% from the same period last year, and manufacturing investment rose 5.7%. Capital flowing into property development fell 8.5% and investment from the private sector inched down 0.5%. Retail sales, a key measurement of consumer spending, grew by 2.5% year-on-year in July, down from the 3.1% growth in June. In the January to July period, the figure increased 7.3% as the consumer market continued to recover and service consumption grew rapidly, boosted by increased spendings on travels, catering and accommodation during the summer holiday. Fu Linghui, an NBS spokesperson, told a press conference on Tuesday that slowdowns of some of the key economic indicators in July are normal fluctuations between monthly readings. However, we should be aware that the international political and economic situation is intricate and complicated, while the domestic demand remains insufficient, Fu said. The MBS noted that more efforts should be made to consolidate a foundation for economic recovery, and the country should step up macroeconomic policy support for a key focus on expanding domestic demand, boosting confidence and preventing risks. Moving on to some regional highlights. Shanghai on Tuesday issued an action plan accelerating the development and innovation of the data elements market, marking another step toward the city's goal of becoming a global digital hub. According to the plan, Shanghai will have built a basic framework of a data elements market of 500 billion yuan by 2025, with a thousand digital firms established in the city. The eastern metropolis vows to promote global allocation of data as a new production factor and resource by building a complete industrial chain and ecology and to become a national data exchange center. By 2025, there will be a thousand high-quality data sets, a thousand brands and 20 demonstration big data firms, which could help Shanghai serve as a super not for digital integration and application. The 2023 China International Fair for Trade in Services will be held in Beijing from September 2nd to 6th, according to the organizer. 
With an exhibition area of 155,000 square meters, the fair will welcome a total of 1,868 on-site exhibiting enterprises from 75 countries and regions and international organizations. As the guest country of the fair this year, the UK will form the largest service trade exhibition group since its participation. The event will set up nine topics covering telecommunications, computer and information services, financial services, cultural and tourism services, education services, sports services, supply chain and business services, engineering consulting and construction services, health and sanitation services, and environmental services. Next on Industry and Company News, Chinese authorities on Monday released a guideline on promoting the high-quality development of rural circulation as part of a national campaign to build a nationwide unified market and unleash the consumption potential of rural areas to ensure long-term stable economic growth. According to the guideline, by 2025, the construction of China's rural modern circulation system will achieve phased results meaning improved infrastructure, modern commerce, logistics and production and co-chain networks. By 2035, China will finish building an efficient and smooth rural modern circulation system with deep integration in areas such as commerce, logistics, transportation, agriculture and supply and demand. Travel agencies in China are monitoring tourist queries and online searches after the government on Monday announced eight days off of the 2023 National Day holidays beginning October 1st, together with the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, which arrives in late September. Data from Tongcheng Travel Agency show that during the last week, international flight bookings for the eight-day-long holidays rose by 35% week-on-week, and domestic flight bookings were up by nearly four times. Xiaomi's large language model has achieved good results since the development team was set up in April and is helping to boost the capabilities of its virtual assistant Xiaoai, founder and CEO of the Chinese tech giant, said Monday. Xiaomi's LLM is focused on lightweight local deployment, said Lei Jun during his closely watched annual speech last night. It is the first time that Xiaomi has given an update on the model's progress. Name me LM6B, the 1.3 billion parameter LLM has been tested on mobile phones and some scenarios are comparable to a 6 billion parameter model running in the cloud, they said. Thanks to these advances, Xiaoai, which has more than 110 million monthly active users, has a strong brain can bring natural dialogue, create artistic works, and answer questions. They also vow to invest 20 billion yuan into R&D this year, as the CEO sees the effort to crack the high-end market as the only way for Xiaomi to grow and as a battle of life and death. On Monday night, the company also unveiled its latest foldable smartphone, the Mix Fold 3 series, in its latest push to expand presence in the premium segment. Liu Qingfeng, chairman of China's AI pioneer iFly Tech, sold 1.73% of the company's shares at a discount of 8% on Monday in order to repay a 2.35 billion yuan debt the firm borrowed in 2021. After the deal was completed, 
Liu's equity in iFly Tech was reduced from 168 million shares to 128 million shares, or 5.54% of the stake, cashing in almost the exact amount of the loan, while Liu remains its actual controller, the firm said late yesterday. Tesla has a data center in China that stores all auto data in the country. The U.S. electric car maker said in response to news that an airport in central Hunan province is denying entry to the firm's vehicles over fears that the cameras on the cars could be recording and leaking security information when in sentry mode. All data generated by vehicles sold on the Chinese mainland is stored in the country, the firm said yesterday. BYD has reportedly walked away from a deal to equip its electric vehicles with Baidu's autonomous driving technology as the world's largest EV maker eyes in-house development of intelligent car software, media reported today, citing sources. BYD had initially agreed to use Baidu's technology, including navigation and automated valet parking, in its EVs in March 2022 which was then seen as a major coup for Baidu's autonomous driving unit Apollo. China for the first time surpassed the US as the largest single market for iPhones with the most shipments in the second quarter, according to market analyst sites Tech Insights. Apple's iPhone shipments to the global market hit 43.1 million units in the second quarter, down by 9.3% year-on-year and accounting for 16% of global market shares. China's electricity consumption, a key barometer of economic activity, registered steady growth of 5.2% to about 5.2 trillion kilowatt-hours in the first seven months, official data showed on Monday. Power consumed by primary industries increased 12.3% year-on-year and power used by secondary and tertiary sectors increased 4.6% and 9.8% respectively. And residential power use saw an increase of 2.1% to 782.7 billion kilowatt-hours, the National Energy Administration said. Switching gears to financial news, China's central bank on Tuesday unexpectedly cut key policy rates for the second time in three months. The People's Bank of China steadily lowered the rate on 401 billion yuan worth of one-year medium-term lending facility or MLF loans to some financial institutions by 15 basis points to 2.5% from 2.65% previously. The central bank also injected 204 billion yuan through seven-day reverse repos, while cutting borrowing costs by 10 basis points to 1.8% from 1.9% previously, it said in an online statement. Later in the day, the central bank also announced to lower the interest rate on its standing lending facility, or SLF, after June's cut. The overnight rate was cut by 10 basis points to 2.65%. The seven-day and the one-month rates were each lowered by 10 basis points to 2.8% and 3.15% respectively. And wrapping up a quick look to stock market, Chinese stocks closed lower on Tuesday with a benchmark high composite slightly down 0.1% and the Shenzhen component lost 0.7%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index fell 1% while the Tech Index slid 0.7%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.